How do you not have it's... dark mode on Reddit? Jesus. Because it misses uh, misses with the porn. That's, that's no, it why. doesn't. Uh, yeah, let me see. I know, I just made that up. Hello, everybody. You're listening to episode 130 of PHP Ugly, your premier podcast for dedicated left foot toe wrestling in Southern California. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson. And with me, as usual, as always, whether I like it or not, like a nightmare, Thomas Wrightup. I can't be stopped, Eric. You can, I can only hope to contain you. Yep. You cannot be stopped. How how are we doing, Thomas? Oh, what a week. What a week what? indeed. We don't have John with us today. And no. that's... That's disappointing because we had a lot of lot of news we wanted to to announce this week, and I don't know with John not being here, I don't know if I feel right doing it. Fortunately for you, I'm drinking scotch, and we'll overcome these challenges in about ten fifteen minutes. I'm sure. Yeah. So we are going to call it the episode of spoilers today. And probably the end of John and I's friendship and and, and long-standing no, no. business arrangement. He's the one who dropped out tonight <laughs> under mysterious I circumstances. <laughs> I know, but I, I, I'm such an ass. Cause I, 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 I am so terrible at, at keeping secrets, and and I just can't do it. So, Well, As a matter of fact, I, he's listening from within his hyperbaric chamber, so... <laughs> all right um what should we talk about what we, we need to we need to oh, build up to a the simple bit. the simple easy opening uh the npm malware injection nightmare that is uh what event flat pack Oh, I haven't event, heard of this event one. stream. Event stream. Event stream. You haven't seen this? I, I haven't. I haven't seen this one at all. Actually, uh, it's funny. We had our crepe day today, where the team gets together and have crepes and coffee. And um, somebody had brought up the fact that it always seems like NPM has issues. Composer doesn't seem to suffer. From, um, packages doesn't seem to suffer from. And we were talking about some of the some of the differences there, but what's this new one? I mean, like I said, I, I have not heard of this one. Uh, somebody noticed that there was a new maintainer on the event stream package. Uh, the repository is core to almost any npm project, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Is this is this uh, one of the Trello tickets you have? It is. Is the is it the one becoming admin? Uh no, no. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I just, I'm trying to catch up on on what we're talking about. So. Oh yes, it is. I'm sorry. It is. It it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so guy takes over a defunct but still incredibly common npm package. Uh, starts throwing some code into it, and it takes people a little while to realize that this code is malicious. And anyone who did an NPM update downloaded some 
crypto uh crypto seeking malware hmm. and so this this comes to us from boing boing well their their core link see i i just i like their headlines um <laughs> their core link is just straight to the github article or the github issue where somebody first realized there was a problem uh and eventually, at the end of the stream, at the end of the conversation, you find that, yes, they've, they've infiltrated two million applications with their crypto malware. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, this is not the first time that this has happened in NPM. It's not the last time it's going to happen. And it basically happened because someone said they would maintain a project that the old maintainer didn't want to take care of anymore. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, lots of lots of cleanup and panic. Uh, and, again, the conversation about how do you secure libraries. Um, with Composer, you, you can expect to get, you know, a fair share of libraries, but with NPM... One library can install a thousand sub-libraries. I mean, it's just ridiculous how much stuff on NPM nests. Mm -hmm. So, well, I, I see some pretty heavy nesting in package packages as well. Um, well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll I'll look up right now. So, in my current project, if I go into my vendor directory mm -hmm. and count the projects, so I've got ninety-three folders in my vendor directory mm -hmm. and if I go into my node modules I have 1,128 <laughs> and you let spoke. me be clear here we don't use node on this project this is mm. just the webpack stuff wow so if you're running a node project you can have mm. tens of thousands of libraries. Mm -hmm. And when one of them gets compromised, the whole system's compromised. Right. Pretty amazing. I mean, and again, this is not exclusive to NPM. I mean, this can happen in in our PHP world. But, you know, what is the what is the protection here? Is it just faith in the open source community making sure that it pieces itself and watches for this stuff well How that you... is what happened in this case so and and it's what's happened in in many of the cases in the past it's just a matter of the community catching it and typically or not typically i shouldn't say typically because a lot of times they catch it ahead ahead of time but you know it has been caught too late on occasion um yeah i don't know i mean it's helped a lot like i know with um with GitHub now, with all my repos, it's constantly scanning my my npm packages and my composer packages, and yeah. sending me notifications of hey, you have insecure uh, dependencies out there. The challenge really becomes, like you said, some sometimes these dependencies are nested, and it's like okay, well, what do I need to update to get this thing working or get this thing secure? 
So I don't know. I don't know, man. What do you think? How do how do we co- combat this? Well, I proposed in our Slack channel a number of different fixes. Um, the first one is deeper integration with GitHub on Composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, checking if what has changed since the last mm-hmm. check. Uh, if there's a new maintainer, if there's a contribution by a new contributor, um, checking for signed releases would be mm-hmm. very important. So, I, I think signed releases, I, we really need to start making a bigger deal out of this in our development world. Uh, my Our whole team is on signed sign commits now. Yeah. Um, everybody, everybody's signing, everybody's uh, verified commits. And it's it's not that difficult to set up. Unfortunately, I feel I I just feel it's the whole PGP thing happening again, where you know it's it takes a little to set up. It's not like it's extremely difficult. It's just like extra steps that nobody wants to do. And you know we kind of we kind of guilted our team into doing this, saying, "Hey, you know, look, you know, this is so easy to do," and blah blah blah. But I don't know, man. I'm starting to think. I, I think I would like to see. Actually, I think there is a setting in GitHub now that says you have to have a verified commit to to submit PRs. Um, I think I really think that needs to become the standard. Just verified commits. Uh, ver. I mean, it doesn't stop mal- the the verified committer from writing malicious code, but it does kind of help narrow down that target yeah i don't know i don't know that sucks way to start us off in doom gloop see this is why we can't do the show when john's not around <laughs> i despise you I despise you well, well i all see right. your ticket your ticket's not all perky and i didn't go over the, to the ticket now did i no 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 but it is important no, so i'm gonna drag it over to the next discussion point <laughs> Hey, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, man. So we, we as developers, have to hit timelines. Or we try to hit timelines. We give estimates. We give milestones. And we try to develop to the timeline. Yeah, we're supposed to hit timelines. Right. And uh, we don't, don't, always, don't always do a great job at it. Don't always hit them. We kind of kind of suffering that same thing with uh, with our offices. It's the timeline of us moving in is is slowly getting inched inched away from us, and it's I don't know. It's like I want to be in our new office so bad. We we've been getting furniture delivered. We've been getting other pieces of equipment delivered to the office. It's all sitting in boxes because the office itself is still torn up. Um, maintenance men are not maintenance men, but car, uh, whatever the builders are, and they're still building. And uh, we were assured, we were assured that they were going to be absolutely one hundred percent done uh, by Sunday. So now they're going to work through the weekend, and then the only thing left to do at that point was uh, to have uh, the carpet laid down. So that's going to happen sometime next week. That's that's the current timeline. Now, originally, way back when we were negotiating this space, there was talk of us being in there before Thanksgiving. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'll well, that was a load of turkey. Pro- pro- probably uh, have you in there before Thanksgiving, but we'll just say December 1st just to play it safe. 
And it's just like, uh, you know, and it's funny. It's like me, you know, I walk in there and it looks like a nuclear, you know, bomb at the place. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm pretty much done here. We'll, we'll wrap it up here next day or two. I'm like, what are you talking? There's a hole in the floor. Did you not see that <laughs> hole in the floor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's the toilet. Like, yeah. No, don't worry about that. That, that, that's, takes no time at all you know everything takes no time at all so i've been i've been stressing it's so weird because after working remotely for so long and john and i being on the fence for probably a good two years now of deciding whether or not we wanted an office needed an office now that we pulled the trigger on getting an office I am so excited about moving into the office now. <laughs> and I don't know. It, it's it's bizarre. It's such a it's such a weird it helps that the office I mean, we intentionally did an office that's close to our homes and so it's not like I'm driving downtown San Diego for thirty minutes to get the office. The office is literally uh, a five five minute commute from my house. So but I don't know. It's I'm getting excited. We 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 got kind of a special gift for the office, and I was hoping to talk about it because I was hoping we'd be moved in by today, or at very least, I was hoping that we would be ready to move in, where like the team would have gone and looked at the office and seen everything. So I got a gift for the office to kind of encourage developers to come to the office and work, but I can't, I can't, I can't give that secret away i want to give secrets away today but that's not the one i'm going to give away now see i, I had heard rumored that it was a, a, a smart taser that checked on your git commits and zapped you if the... you were too slow <laughs> and we we said we were going to let the patreons uh, control the the droid that flew around the office and zapped people see i i think there's money in that i don't think we need patreons for that that's a that's a Definitely a, a high-level subscription service. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Patreons, we're gonna right, we're gonna get back to the Patreons. We're gonna get back to the Patreons. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get back to them. Um. <laughs> Buttery crumpets says, "Get blame double dash taser." <laughs> so, so Thomas can appreciate this he's sharing in my pain a little bit but i spent the better part of this past week setting up a whole obs system to allow us to stream our show and give people watching the show more content um mainly a live stream of our discord chat which would, was popping up um in the video and a taser it was all it was all working really well, uh, except for the video stream. <laughs> I mean, if if it's just me and my webcam, everything works fine. It's flawless. But the moment I try to push um, the Hangouts or any other uh, video stream through OBS, there's this massive delay of whoever's on that Hangout. Uh, I mean, their their movement gets all all uh, jarring, and their audio gets way out of whack. Um, so it's been frustrating. You know, we there there are plugins for OBS uh, to to help with this, but you know, all the ones we found were on Windows. 
Um, so nothing, nothing really for Mac. If anybody knows anything for Mac, uh, please ping, ping me and let me know. I mean, we have everything set up. The only thing that, that we're stuck on is the video, the video stream. So when I'm talking to John and Thomas to have all that pumped through OBS so everybody can see it, um, in a clear manner, uh, is all we need but i mean thomas you, you saw what i had that had that that setup was pretty cool huh it was beautiful it, we were like switching switching bet- between scenes and zooming in on nice. my nose zooming in yeah so i'm really hoping to and I, I don't know why i'm doing it i just feel like you know we only have five viewers right i mean five is like the max we've ever had i, th- I think the max live we've had live viewers we yeah. get about 30 over the the coming weeks, right, right, and even that, it's like you know, thirty is is really you know not that groundbreaking or anything. But I feel like if those thirty people are taking time to watch the video, we should give them something more to watch than just our ugly mugs, you know. <laughs> so I'm working on that. Um, haven't given up on it yet. Just have have run into a few roadblocks i mean granted we obviously we're not youtubers we're not twitch streamers you know we don't do this for a living we're just geeks who like to figure this stuff out and this is just another one of those little challenges we'll figure out and and uh hopefully give you guys a little bit more context but yeah the office the office super disappointed we've got a lot we've got a lot of balls in the air right now and um kind of hoping hoping things kind of fall into place but so we do we do have we've been holding on to an announcement um i really wish john was here because i couldn't be more proud of this but unfortunately he's not and i'm not going to hold on to this announcement any longer Uh, we told the team this week and i will share with the listeners Uh, i have a really good friend a a super super talented developer uh, mike lance um, he's been in our discord. Uh, he's, he's actually very active in the discord. If you reach out to him and you ping him, he typically replies super, super smart developer, always creating these fantastic products. Um, he's done CMS in the past. He's been running a uh, Laravel collective packages for a while. Uh, just a great guy. <clears throat> well, he developed um, developed something uh, a few months back, um, and he he was like, "Hey, uh, well, I'll, I'll give you guys the whole story. I'll give I'll even give you the inside inside scoop that I don't think Matt even knows about." Um, so, yeah, you know, a few months back, he says uh, he says, "Hey, uh, you know, I want to show you my latest project. I'm thinking of." Uh, of uh, selling this as a SaaS, I'm like, all right, you know, you know, what is it? He, he shows it. It's um, his Git Mission Control. Uh, Git Mission Control IO is uh, the link if you want to go to it. And he shows it to me in typical Matt fashion. It's very polished, uh, very clean here. Matter of fact, I think I have it up here. Let me share my screen for for people watching the video. Uh, actually, let me take. Get. Move some <clears throat> so I thought you said get mission control. It's a get mission control.io. Right. 
Boy, that's pretty. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt is just such an incredible, incredible developer. And so I'm looking at this, and I'm like, wow, you know, this is this is really nice. You know, he it, it's kind of a um, kind of a pingdom sort of uh, passive passive in the sense that you don't need an agent installed in your box monitoring where it just looks checks for up uptime. Uh, he has SEO uh, analytics built into it. He has uh, certificate monitoring built into it. Um, he does have APIs. He does have some packages built into it so that if you do want to do some uh, application level monitoring, you can do that. Um, he has, uh, like I said, there are API endpoints that you can like you can put into like a paper trail or something to to ping uh, for certain notifications. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, I'm like, and he, he, he put me on, I think I'm like, I'm, I think I'm like the second or third user he put me in the database as, and I'm like, man, I have a real problem. I, ha I have an ethical dilemma now because what Matt wasn't aware of is that John and I were working on a very similar product, very, very similar product. <clears throat> we hadn't gotten any coding down. <laughs> We were just, we were just kind of, we were in the... I like that clarification. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think, like, we spent a bunch of time developing. We, we were just kind of outlining, you know, what, what the service was going to be, what we wanted it to do. And, and seeing this, I'm like, I'm like, I, I basically go to John, I'm like, man, I don't know how we're going to develop our product and Matt not think... I'm stealing yeah, from him. Yeah, we're going to have you know? to kill Matt. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to have to take Matt out, unfortunately. He's a nice guy, but he's Canadian. Nobody's really going to miss him. <clears throat> so keep in mind, Matt has a full-time job. He has, you know, a full-time gig. So I, I started having conversations with Matt. I'm like, hey, you know. This is looking good. You know how, how are sales going, and, and we're just having some backs and back and forth on it. And you know he's kind of getting to the point where he's trying to figure out what he wants to do with it. Um, you know he he's got a lot invested in it, and he's looking for returns and stuff. So long story short, we we get to the point in the conversation where I offer basically a partnership with him, in which you know we we acquire mission control from him and he you know continues to reap some financial benefits from it and and he actually continues on the pro project as well i mean i won't go into all the details so matt is still involved with mission control but the big thing is it's now a diego dev product so we are now very well, nice we now own mission control which is really nice because this has really jump-started the SaaS solution we wanted, um, you know, we have, we're looking to add, so we're, we're still considering this in beta, like maybe even an early beta. Um, it's out there. You can sign up, you can get a free trial. Uh, there are paid tiers. Uh, everything works as advertised. Uh, but we're looking to, we're probably going to manipulate the pricing a little bit. Um, probably going to, we, we're going to add some features, uh, down the road. Um, such as uh, job monitoring and things, things of that nature. So we're really, really excited. 
and I was thinking about today. So let's get back. Let's let's circle back around to our Patreons. I'm a very appreciative person. Like I said, our community is small. I mean, we're not these big YouTubers with thousands of, of people or hundreds of millions of people watching our YouTube or anything. But I was really taken back by the Patreons that started following us. So we're coming up to the point where if you're on the Made Me Laugh tier, uh, you get, you're getting a reward uh, email to you here in the next couple of, uh, probably couple of weeks. Um, again, unfortunately, I really super apologize for this, but you have to be in the continental U.S. because the cost of posting for stuff is way too much. But if you are on that tier and you are getting some stickers sent to you, in celebration of this mission control, we actually have, uh, let me, let me stop this here. If you're watching the stream, we actually have a bunch of uh, mission-controlled lanyards. Ah, so that's if right. If you're on that tier and you're in the continental U.S., I'm going to throw you. I'm going to toss a lanyard in your uh, in your package uh, when we send it out to you. If you're not on that tier, if you're on one of the lower tiers, um, if you've been on a lower tier for a couple months. I tell you what, if you've been on a lower tier for a couple months, send out a tweet, a positive tweet about getmissioncontrol.io. Ping me on Patreon. Let me know you did it. I'll check it out. Once I verify it, I'll send you a, I'll send you a lanyard as well. This is this is not an ongoing perk. This is you have to be a Patreon as of the listening of this show. So I'll give you another week to sign up. But, how much is uh, how much of, is shipping to Japan? You've made buttery crumpets cry. Do you see this? Buttery crumpets actually, buttery crumpets actually has a special place on Patreon. I'm not going to share it with everybody because I don't want everybody jealous. All I'm saying is, buttery crumpets was our first Patreon at, and not only was he the first Patreon, but he was the first one at the made me laugh level. So holy we're, crap, we're willing to go a little, uh, do do a couple of special things for buttery. We haven't figured out what they are yet. That but. is insanely expensive. Yeah, right. Wow, you're looking at you're looking at shipping. That is ridiculous, dude. I was ship I was shipping uh, PHP ugly stickers to listeners down in South America. I'm like I'm like it's South America, you know. It's it's not even flying over an ocean. And I couldn't believe how much it was costing me. Yeah, they want $25 for a flat pack. It's it's stupid. That it's is stupid insane. Expensive. So, again, if you're a Patreon listener, you know, I we just appreciate it. And this is just one of the ways we can show we can appreciate it. You know what? I'm going to give away another secret. You know, I'm just giving away secrets today. I'm going to give away another secret. All Nobody right. even knows about this. John doesn't even know about this. You're having a baby? No. A whiskey baby? So I went out and I got, um, I got Diego Dev. Ooh. Uh, I got Diego Dev little mini lanyards. They're great for holding keys and stuff. Um, and I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm like. 
I should get PHP ugly ones and make this a uh, Patreon level. Right? You think that's a good idea? So I'm going to do that. I'm going to get PHP ugly Patreon or PHP ugly mini lanyards, and it's going to be another. It's going to be another level on on Patreon. But I'm going to I'm going to hold the same deal. If you're on the uh, and do I have it right? Is it the is it the make made me laugh out loud level? Is that the one that's uh, the highest level we have? Yeah, right the now? the chuckle is the lowest level. Okay, so if you're on the highest level Patreon right now, the um, when I do get these ordered, I haven't gotten them ordered, so we're talking about these things take a few weeks to happen. Uh, when I do get them ordered and when I do get them in, if you're on that level today, oh, I'm sorry, I, I have I'll, this wrong. I giggled is I giggled is our lowest level. Laughed out loud is middle, and learned something is our highest level. Learn something level. Okay, that's what we're talking about here. Forget everything else I said. If you're on the learn something level of Patreon today, this this will, when I get these uh, PHP ugly mini lanyards, this will be another level of Patreon. But if you're on the learn something level today, or again, by the time this is released, so I'll give you another week to get on it. Um, so let's say by the end of next Friday will be the cutoff. If you, if you're on that level by the end of next Friday, I'll send you a PHP ugly <laughs> well, mini lanyard. Let's let's not forget how long it takes to release an episode when I'm editing. So <laughs> we maybe give them a week and a half. <laughs> and then and then after that uh, after that if you're not on that level uh, after that it will just be it'll be another level. It'll probably be I don't know. I don't know. I, I've got to do the math on what these things cost me because I honestly don't remember. But yeah. But we'll 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 throw a message out on Patreon and it'll get sent to everybody, so you'll have notification even if you're not hearing this this episode. I know. I know. This is this is a lot of self promotion stuff. I am super proud of Mission Control. I'm super appreciative of everybody who's been sponsoring us uh, on Patreon, and I've just been banging my head against the wall of a way to show my appreciation and it just kind of all came together you know we got mission control i have mission control lanyards you know let's let's go ahead and get some of those out um and again even if you're not at that i learned something level if you just send out a couple of tweets uh encouraging people to check out get missioncontrol.io and then hit me up in patreon you can send me a message I'll make sure I add you to the list and, and get you some uh, get you a mission control lanyard as well. Just just a way of saying again, thanks. Just thanks in general. I, I need to I need to design a friend of the show 3D print that I can put on Patreon. Yeah. That you know it would be cool. It would be cool for you to actually record that for the Patreons. That would be cool. Have it have it be a video of you printing printing something out. Yeah. Okay. So l l let's ask this. All right. So the mini lanyard, it's probably going to be. I'm thinking it's going to be gray with black leather lettering. Um, that should have the PHP ugly logo and say PHP ugly on it. On the back, what should we say? Should we say keep it ugly? Should we say coding ugly? I, I want I want it to be something that. Let's people know that the person carrying this is a developer. But I can't think of what 
to put here? What do you think? What, uh, what, and I'm asking you, Discord. Anybody in Discord? Anybody listening to the show right now? Yeah, you put me on the spot. I don't know. All right. Well, like I said, it'll probably be a few days before I before I actually get them configured and ordered. But I'm looking for I'm looking for slogans for the PHP Ugly uh, mini lanyards. Um, let me know what you what you have in in mind. It, 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 I mean, it can be like like you can see the one I have for Diego Dev says uh, talk is cheap. Show me the code, and that's like that's like just about the length that you can have uh, of words. So, how about uh, um, hashtag enterprise? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> enterprise coder. Yes. <laughs> Which is very different than a coder on the Enterprise. Absolutely. I just want you to know very that. different. <laughs> All right. I feel like I, I've done a lot of uh, self-promoting there and uh, talking about stuff. Mission control, you're going to hear a lot of. Because whereas we've, we've talked about some of our coding um, challenges and things that we've worked on with clients, we've always had to be very kind of protective on how much we share and mission control i feel is an opportunity for us to share more on our coding practices coding workflows and things along that nature i mean i um i'm really looking forward to getting into developing mission control more and then sharing that experience with everybody it's not going to be it's not going to be a little you know black box uh, if you're a listener of the show yeah, this is kind of this will probably become the main project we uh, we talk about moving forward. But we still have clients. Our clients have not gone anywhere. Trust me. Yeah, how is that going? It's going well. It's 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 strong. I mean, the client the client game is strong. It keeps us in in business. keeps uh, keeps all our employees happy and. You know, able to celebrate Christmas this year, so <laughs> uh, it's 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 fun. Um, the 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 new projects are are getting are a little frustrating because it's like I'm really wanting to see more progress, and you're not seeing the progress you want to see. And the legacy stuff is just legacy stuff, which is such a pain in the ass. We picked up a new client who we shared with uh, the show before, who you know, had some ethical issues with a previous developer and you know they're very they're very kind of needy right now because they have they're behind you know they're they're playing catch up they're they're trying to trying to gain gain ground so we're trying to get them up to speed and lots of lots of stuff like that you know with the holidays too it's 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 weird because you forget like the holidays isn't the thanksgiving is not one of those global holidays (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that everybody celebrates. I, I, so. I always seem to remember that. <laughs> but speaking of holidays, we're having an interesting problem here at the at the Johnson Ranch. Really? <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> it's a it's a real pickle, to be honest with you. We we have become Amazon junkies, right? I mean. We, if we think of something and we don't need it that very moment, chances are we're ordering it off Amazon. And it's gotten to the point now where, like, every day there are packages coming to our doorstep. 
every every freaking day. It's just not it's just not that unusual. But you know, nine times out of ten, it's not a big deal, right? It's just say, hey, who ordered something from Amazon? And somebody fesses up, and they get the package, and you know, so be it. Well, the issue is everybody uses my account. Everybody uses my credit card. Every package comes to the house in my name. And the problem we have is everybody in the house has now ordered Christmas gifts for everybody else in the house off Amazon. So we're getting packages in. And I've long since uh, filtered my emails, my Amazon emails, so I don't even see them. Because they send you notifications. Hey, this is on its way. Hey, it's you know it's been delivered. I don't even see those anymore. I don't even care. I just let them go into a folder. So now we're getting all these packages in. Nobody knows what's inside of them. Nobody knows who can look at it because nobody knows if it's the package is a gift for somebody else. So I, I so, have I have a solution for you. Oh, do tell. Tracking number. Okay. On your package. Uh huh. It has the tracking number next to a QR code. Uh-huh. So you need to know what tracking order your purchases are under. And then Do you know that when you you know that when you order it? No. I don't know. See, and there's there's they, we're, we're already playing the honesty game of people not going in cuz like I said everybody's using my account. So all you have to do is go in and look at past orders and see what everybody ordered. So we've already kind of established this honesty game between the family of not doing that. But then we realized, well, shit, we have these packages now. Nobody knows who can open them. <laughs> uh, I, what you so need to we, do is create different addresses and make sure that... Well, what they need to do, I, and this is what I told them, they can use my account... It's just change the ship to to reflect their name. Yeah. And that's all they have to do, but nobody does that. Yeah, you could just do a gift exchange at the end of at the end of the day. Well that's where we're at now. We're just gonna wrap all the Amazon boxes <laughs> and randomly open them up at Christmas. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even know who's is who's anymore. But that kind of works out better because if you bought it for one daughter but she actually didn't want it, the other one did, then it'll yeah. all work out in the end. It'll work out in the wash, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been that's been fun and entertaining to deal with. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just wrap, wrap all the. <laughs> that's what exactly what buttery Krampus just said. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully, your daughter really enjoys her 500 lanyards. <laughs> Oh, all right. Let's talk some geek coding stuff. Coding stuff. PSRs. Are PSRs dead? That is the big question. Right yeah, now. they're they're dead. Oh, really? You, you you're gonna call you're gonna call it you're gonna call it now? Yeah. Yeah. This is all right. So I mean, let's, let's talk about this. Not dead, but. Let's talk, Let's talk about it. So the big news this week, uh, somebody even hit me up on Twitter. Appreciate this. Uh, the big big news this week is Symphony, 
left PHP Fig, and Fig is the uh, framework interoperability group. Um, it was it was a you know basically a bunch of developers getting together saying okay, everybody can create a framework. We're going to start to define standards uh, around coding practices that everybody should adhere to to make components work in multiple frameworks. And this is where PSRs started to come grow from. Uh, PSRs, again, were, were the PHP standard uh, recommendations. And it, it made some pretty good headway uh, the first couple years. I mean, a, co a couple of good kind of standards were defined. Everybody kind of agreed. You know, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. We all should be doing this. But, but... In, in the last few years, it's come under a lot of scrutiny of, of what what it was they were trying to accomplish, what, what FIG was trying to accomplish as a group. And certain framework and package developers just didn't, they, they, they're just, their visions weren't lining up anymore. And Laravel, I guess, had left, uh, Left the fig a while back. Yeah, Doctrine, um, Guzzle, Propel, and Laravel all left before right. this big shift. And, and, I mean, basically leaving just means, hey, listen, I'm not participating in these discussions anymore. And if you release a standard, I may or may not adhere to it. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not giving you any commitments at this point. I know Laravel has continued to integrate PSRs, uh, PSR standards in their framework, but again, it's just a matter of them reviewing it and saying, yeah, no, this makes sense. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, but Symphony now seem kind of to have some pretty serious criticisms around the fig when and had just decided to step away from it. Um, and I'll, I'll read, I'll read, uh, what uh, Kevin it looks like Kevin Douglas, a core team member of Symphony, said, it looks like it's not uh, the goal anymore because most, but not all, new PSRs are things no major frameworks ask for, and they can't implement without breaking their whole ecosystem. Um, you know, some of the scrutiny that that's been coming across Fig is that people are saying that. They're trying to create, you know, this this other framework. You know, that that that's, I don't know. I I have to say that the the PSRs of recent for for Fig have not been ones that I've necessarily been getting behind. Um, so yeah, you you think this is it? Huh? You think you think PSRs are dead? You think Fig is dead, or you think it'll it'll go? But in a but well, this fig, fig really was driving workflows for a while. Like they were the they were they were one of the kind of groups that people looked for and said, okay, what direction should we be going in? Do you think they'll still stick around but play a much smaller role in development and standards? Or I, I think they'll stick around and it'll be a circle jerk inside itself, but no one will care anymore. Uh-huh. Um, the, the fact that everyone is just leaving and basically leaving a couple people left to maintain the whole thing, that's, that's the death knell for any project. Mm -hmm. You know? And 
with Fabian coming out and saying, well, they're not doing it for framework interoperability, they're doing it for themselves. You know, he he's... To me, it's it's him and Rasmus are on the same level as far as it comes to the PHP ecosystem. How's that? Rasmus is, you know, the king of PHP itself. And to me, Fabian is the moral leader of PHP development. Um, Interesting. He, I, I haven't seen him be wrong yet. Or really be an asshole at all, which are two pretty important stances to have. And when he says, yeah, this this stuff is over with, I'm out of it, I don't care anymore, then how can you expect to proceed? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised he wasn't the leader of PHP Fig. But, yeah, yeah I mean, to, it, it's death like any other project is death, where it will spin itself for a long time on its own, but no one will care anymore. And I, they accomplished most of what they set out to do. And, and I think that that's an important point that shouldn't be missed, is they really accomplished a lot. It just became there. There became a lot less to accomplish in the grander scheme of things. Of course, people who were really passionate within the fig saw every PSR as this major milestone that should be adopted. But the reality of it, it was some of it was just like, uh, yeah, no, nah, not really. That doesn't make sense, or nah, you yeah, know, that's not really that big of a deal. But what they accomplished. In the in the early years, the, it, it was pretty. I I felt it was pretty monumental because there's not very many projects out there today that you don't see reference some level of PSR compliance. Hell, composer. I mean, doesn't composer work off of PSR compliance? Yeah, com- composer is dependent on the PSR dictating um, auto discovery class auto discovery. So yeah, it's it it's just been absolutely monumental for the development of of you know PHP workflows and but it's just I think it's kind of you know sometimes sometimes you 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 mission over like you you've you've done what you needed to really do and sure you know do we need military people walking the cities for the next <laughs> five years okay but it doesn't really accomplish anything anymore. Right, and, you know, since the the fig came up and got big and made its impact, Laravel really jumped up and took over the middle ground for frameworks. Um, there's basically... Huh? Middle ground? Yeah. Not Symphony, but replacing CodeIgniter... Zen framework, not not, um, not enterprise, cake. but I didn't say that. I did not specifically <laughs> say that. <laughs> I already used that word once. You think they, they did? They didn't replace cake. I think cake is very much still out there. 
you know, the cake, cake is not a go-to be... framework anymore for a new project, though. No, I don't think... I. The thing about cake, cake's been around for so long. I think it's a very well-established community that doesn't... I mean, it doesn't appeal to newcomers, but they don't need it to. You know what? Cake is... I, I, I've said it for years, and I'll say it here. Cake is a a cake cast website away from being probably better than Laravel. Oh yeah. If 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 Cake PHP had a Jeffrey Way, who did informative, instructive videos the way Jeffrey Way did for Laravel, don't disagree. That's what made I don't... that's what made Laravel so approachable for new developers, as you had Jeffrey Way holding their hands, literally walking through concepts, workflows, design patterns. You get one of those with that quality of instruction on Cake, Cake overtakes Laravel. I'll, I, I, any haters want to challenge me on this, you're more than welcome to. But Cake overtakes Laravel. That's right. His Twitter is Taylor Otwell. <laughs> I don't Full know. Full disclosure, I was a Cake PHP developer before I was a Laravel developer, so I do have some love for it. But Cake is such a fantastic framework. And, you know, people people don't know some of the benefits that Cake has, that Cake offers its developers. Like the fact that, you know, you can actually, you can actually do your database first you know, do all your database in SQL, lay out all your tables, as long as you adhere to certain naming conventions, you can then tell Cake to basically bake your 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 framework and it will create all the skeleton crud stuff for your database. It'll create your views, models, controllers, everything. And I mean you can have a complete crud system in li- literally seconds after you have your database designed. It, it, it's a remarkable, remarkable framework. And one that I would had have a f- couple of people hadn't stepped into my life and introduced me to Laravel and got me g- going down that path, one I would have probably still be doing today. The thing, so the fork in the ro- road for me, the thing that took me down the Laravel path um, and had me peel off from Kate was Composer. So I had a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine who's now passed on, who was telling me to give Laravel a look, give Laravel a look. It's this great framework. And in my mind, I'm like, I've already got my framework. It's cake PHP. I know how to work and I don't need another framework. But um, he told me, you know, when Laravel 4 comes out, please give it a look. So Laravel 4 comes out. I'm still not interested. I'm doing some work in, in cake. But Composer is now becoming a big deal. And I'm like, well, I want to I learn a little bit more about Composer. So what, what can I do to get me to you know, work in Composer? And, of course, Laravel was one of the first frameworks that I knew of that worked off Composer. And you actually did the first install using Composer. So I'm like, right, let, me, let me go ahead and give this Laravel framework a, a try. And it was it was the... It, it was the marriage of the Laravel framework and using Composer that just was mind blowing to me. It was just completely shifted my desire of development. Cake at the time 
was still not using Composer. This, this, I mean, this was before the Cake Three Days, and it was on the roadmap, but you're still off by probably a year. I think it was a year behind Laravel before they finally came out with Cake Three, that ran off ran off Composer. So now, of course, Composer. I mean, Cake PHP is right up to snuff with Laravel as far as using Composer and things like that. But it was that fork in the road where. I really wanted to embrace Composer, and Laravel offered me that opportunity that I started to embrace Laravel, started to build projects, and then ultimately build a business off my Laravel development, and I had to leave Cake behind. But it wouldn't take me a whole lot of effort to get, go back to Cake. Yeah, I mean, me neither. If, if, if Taylor walked away and said, you know, Laravel's dead, I'm not doing this anymore... <laughs> and even if somebody else stepped up and said, that's okay, we'll take over Laravel, I'd probably be like, okay, good luck with that going back over here. Thanks. I can't I can't say I'm on board with that, but from what I've used of Cake, it's nice. I like it. And yeah, it's totally functional as a framework. Yeah. Wouldn't call it yeah, Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah to me um it's it's all about cake laravel and symphony i mean those are the three those are the three plays i know there are others out there but and the reality of it is those are the three players in, in my mind i've got i've got exciting news do share i finally got uh my company to start using Trello for bug tracking or for issue tracking. Tr- really, Trello? Yeah. Interesting. We, we have this process where, like, our final push after the project is complete and goes out to project managers goes onto like a spreadsheet because mm-hmm. our our initial definitions for our projects are. A little loose, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I'm when I'm implementing something, it can be uh, mostly what they want with none of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And the last step in the project is them getting back involved with the process of creating it and doing it sort of side by side over a three or four day period. So, lots of, like, this text is one pixel off, and this button isn't responsive when I click it, or this one is too responsive when I click it, and... <sighs> yeah, lots of So, I have stuff. a little insight in, in your business, obviously, um, and I know you're a big Jira shop, so what, what I mean, and that that's supposed to be, like, like one of the core functionalities of Jira. What what has have you guys drawn a line in the sand and said, okay, these sort of problems go in Trello. Yeah. These stay with Jira or have you just completely abandoned Jira? Jira we use it for the back end essentially. Um and mm-hmm. for bugs that are gonna require a good amount of work. Um so our Jira tickets are all larger in scope. Uh like I said, there's hundreds of 
fixed by one pixel errors and they don't want to keep dumping that into Jira and going through the process of making a ticket. They just want to type the error and move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So Trello works really nicely for that. Unfortunately, it's, it's a project that I think is stupid. The, the project or Trello? The, the, the project is stupid. Oh, but <laughs> well, I can't help you with that. I can't help you if you thought Trello was stupid e- either. But it's been a rough two months where I've had a lot of ideas I disagree with come across my desk, and they've been implemented and then promptly removed <laughs> because it turns out I know what I'm talking about when it comes to UX. And th- this one is just another another one of those. Huh? Well, and I came across it just in in helping everyone get Trello going. I wasn't even involved in the project inception and coding. That went to our other developer. So when I saw what they were implementing, I thought, well, this is a bad idea. And then I saw that it was fully implemented. And I th- just sort of went... Oh, Christ. Are you able to share any more details with us? I I understand there's... Uh, Commenting. Yeah? Yeah, it's a comment system, so now people can comment on things on our website. Which is... Seems like that would be tough. (laughs) Yeah. In in my world, the, the, the least user input possible, the better... You know, I have like three levels of sanitization on my search box code. And now it's like, well, here's a text input. And I'm like, <laughs> and I started asking, I'm like, do we have rate limiting? No. Do we have any kind of URL detection? Do we have minimum and maximum? Do we. And I kept asking these questions, and I kept getting the answer I did not want. <laughs> and so I ended up picking up the project on the back end as the, like, oh, shit, we actually can't do it like this. So I'm refactoring all of the back end code while the front end guys are tweaking pixels and boxes. And oof. I don't expect that it will last long in our system. Because uh, it's real, real easy to just paste a million comments into our system. Yeah. I, I added yeah. some I added some stuff to prevent that, but still it's like, come on, I just don't I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Thomas, do you get a do you get PHP Architect magazine? I picked up four of them while I was at Wave PHP, but besides that, no. Oh, you should, you should, you need to get your boss to order that. I really I, should. I, I strongly encourage anybody who who has a understanding boss. It's PHP Architect Magazine. I, I'm going to sound like a commercial here, and, and it, I kind of technically am. you are yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, PHP Ar- Architect Magazine. If you're a PHP developer, is such a incredible tool. A uh, resource to have, and I, I really found out we John and I came back from T- PHP World, 
And we've been working with PHP Architect for a little over a year doing their podcast. And kind of kind of trying to figure out, okay, what do we want to do with this podcast? You know, do we feel like it's beneficial? Um, talking to uh, Oscar with PHP Architect, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I really think it's beneficial. And, uh, you know, I like to keep doing it. And so we were happy to hear that. But I really got more of a sense of how small of a shop PHP Architect was and how much work. I mean, it really, really, really boils down to a couple of people curate and put together that magazine every month. Of course, you have all the contributors of the articles, uh, but it really comes down to like one or two people who curate everything, who who put all the artwork together, who get that magazine out in a timely fashion uh, month after month. And I've always taken advantage of it. I mean, I, I've been a subscriber to PHP Architect. Uh, I was sharing this with... Uh, with Oscar when, when I was there, I think I think it's I looked ten at years, my, huh? Ten years almost. I think I think it's been actually over ten years, and yeah. there's been a couple. It's been a couple gaps in in my account where I've gotten my employer to pay for it, <laughs> which I strongly encourage to do whenever you can do that. Um, and and but, for employers too, learning resources like that are a write off. So. It's yeah. beneficial for employers to pick up the tab on stuff like that. Yeah, and it comes in digital format, but they, they still have the physical. In fact, I just, uh, the physical version is very nice. It's got a glued binding. It's thick paper. Very, very nice. Very nice quality. If you're, if you're on the yeah. video, you, you can see. Very coffee um, table friendly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to talk to Oscar. Oscar promised me um, maybe getting us uh, a code or something to um, get people a free free edition of PHP Architect. I'm going to yeah. You can put in the code PHP Ugly, but it won't do anything. Uh, you know what? I think that actually might be the code. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 might be the code. I don't I don't remember now. We we talked about it. I'm going to talk to him. If that's not the code, I'll I'll try to make it a code. Uh, yeah, I think I think he actually might have made PHP ugly the code for uh to get a free. Somebody try that and let me know how it works for you. I, I think that might work, but if it doesn't, I'll reach out to him and try to get that to work. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. I I, br- I bring it up because it just happened to hit my uh Twitter stream as we're sitting here talking, and I just realized I don't talk about it enough on the show of you know how much how much of a benefit I get from that magazine. It's just nice to have a great resource to have. So check it out. PHP architect magazine. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll throw that in the show notes as well. So let's like say Thomas bailed on me. So now I'm, I don't even have John here. Oh my God. Um, guys, what, what do we got? I'm, all right, I'm going over to uh, discord. I'm very grateful for PHP architect. Very happy subscriber. Nice. Ted Nugent, Frontal Nugenty, and Discord. I, t- I took off my headphones for a second here, and I was reminded something. I-, I told you recently I got a new work laptop. Yes. It has... A- and, and, and I, b- I believe you mentioned how much faster you're going to be able to edit the podcast with this new work laptop. And oh, it, 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 proceeded it, rendered, to like- it rendered real quick. <laughs> 
you proceeded to, I, like, I think I hit you up Friday, like, hey, dude, are you doing this? It was the holidays. <laughs> I was very depressed. <laughs> but this, this new laptop has a jet engine CPU cooler or something. It when it's when it cranks up, man, it is so loud, <clears throat> and I, I keep thinking something's wrong when I'm. It's a laptop doing something wrong. Yeah, it's a uh, HP. No, mm-hmm. Dell. Dell, you told me. Yeah, you said Dell last week. Yeah, because Dell does an Ubuntu laptop, business class laptop. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, very nice. I'm 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 pleased with it so far. It is nice and quick. <laughs> and, and you're running the latest Ubuntu on it? Uh, not the latest, latest. I think I'm running 18.04 right now. And so I... are you Windows? Are you Windows free? No. No. My gaming machine connected to my TV is Windows. I gotta tell you, I, I, I to this day, Windows. I, I can't get my head around Windows. I mean, we, we talked recently about how much Microsoft's been doing in the open source community, blah, blah, blah. How Windows, uh, how they brought the Ubuntu Ubuntu now, subsystem to... Hold on, though. Um, Windows. You're an MCP, aren't you? Or are you an MCSE? I'm an MCP, and uh, I think... I mean, that stuff's got to expire at some point. I'm an MCSE. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get... Windows for corporate environments, mm. but for home, I just don't get it anymore. Well, and that's the, that's the thing I was going to say is, even the different versions of Windows 10, the home, the differences between home and professional, I mean, it's like we have developers who, who use Windows, and it's like biting them in the ass. It's like they have the home edition and I can't validate any of this. I apologize. I haven't I haven't used a Windows machine in a very very long time, much less uh, on a regular basis. Um, but apparently the the Windows Home Edition, you've got to like jump through hoops to get Docker working. Basically, Docker doesn't work out of the box on Windows Home, and you have to upgrade to Windows Professional. But if you upgrade to Windows Professional, then things like uh, VirtualBox don't work anymore. It's like, how can that be their world? Like, how can it be that? So frustrating, man. Well, development on Windows is beyond a chore. They don't want you, you mean, to do you it. You mean de- developing stuff for Windows or just developing... PHP. development tools? Even just development tools, because... The way that everything wants to tie itself into the registry and these linked libraries and DLLs. and It's like every time I've done Windows development, there's been a scenario where the whole system locks up because I typed something wrong. And I, I just... I've done Visual Basic and tinkered with Visual C... And I never got into C sharp. I've had to deal with the uh, the web server IIS. Mm-hmm. I, it's always terrible. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a command line guy though too. I 
I can't imagine trying to manage something like a server in a in a GUI mm-hmm. that I just I, uh, I I'm not I'm not a Windows person, but I like what Microsoft is doing. And Microsoft might not be Windows anymore; it might be Windows X or who knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't mean to get off on, on tangent. We we're just we, we we're actually dealing with that today and it, it, it was just frustrating to hear the uh, my one developer who who uses windows just the challenges he's facing uh okay breaking news i'm, I'm gonna break this news breaking right now. news let me uh let indictments me share the screen. i'm gonna share, share the screen because i'm reading it i'm reading it with you uh a while back um, you might remember I said, hey, I got a, a Laravel application running on AWS Lambda. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. And and there were some workarounds for it. Well, apparently, new for AWS Lambda, use any programming language and share common components. And Don't know what that means. Well, well the, the, the Reddit said, the Reddit said, PHP support in AWS coming soon. What do you, so let's. How do you not have dark mode on Reddit? Jesus. Because it messes uh, messes with the porn. That's, that's no, it why. doesn't. Uh, yeah, let me see. I know. I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> PHP. We're also looking with our partners to provide more open source runtimes. PHP. And that's the only mention of PHP. Wait, co- Cobol. <laughs> Cobol. Cobol. Elixir. Erlang and Node. COBOL. So at the very very bottom of the article, it, 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 it hints to maybe using PHP, but I, I wouldn't say it's coming soon. <laughs> the, if, the runtime API... If you're pushing uh, COBOL to a Lambda stack, please email me or hit me up on... I just... I want to know, know why. I want to know why. what it is you're doing, what nuclear system you're running. Interesting, interesting. So I know AWS. I think they're are they they had their conference last week, or are they still having it? Is it this week? Maybe it's this week they're having their conference. So they're releasing all sorts of stuff. I, you, you probably saw my tweet earlier in the week. They released uh, SCP as a service. But the pricing on it was like absolutely insane. It was it was going to cost you more to use the SCP service into an S three bucket than for you to basically spin up a pretty large EC two instance. Yeah, and yeah. just run SSH on it. It, it. it was it was insane. All right, so so Reddit was a little misleading, but all right, I thought there was a. I thought it was going to be more PHP news on that one, but there isn't. So I'll uh, I'll throw it in the show notes uh, for anybody listening who so doesn't see the video. I've got some actual breaking news here. All right. DJ Khaled and Floyd Mayweather Jr. have been charged with cryptocurrency fraud. What? DJ Khaled? Let me. Where, where's the art? You got it posted somewhere? Right here in the Discord. Two incredibly trustworthy looking gentlemen 
one with a gold cape and the other with a red velvet suit. <laughs> oh, Floyd May- Mayweather, man. That, that guy is infamous for how he spends money. Wow. I, I wonder if this is just... I wonder if this is just somebody... Oh, stop with the freaking audio video. God damn it, I hate that. Uh, I wonder yeah, if this autoplay just, video is the worst. Yeah. If this is just a case of somebody using... Like, you know, within within their camp, you know, using their, them for marketing and stuff. But, you know, I, I'd be surprised if it's something that they actually mastermind here. He tweeted that you can call me Floyd Crypto Mayweather from now on. So I, th- I think it's not just someone in his camp. Oh, yeah. So that's it. Uh, yeah, he, he, he wasn't disclosing that he was getting paid for this stuff. That's what the problem is. He he's promoting these these cryptocurrencies and he's not disclosing that he he's getting paid to do it. Ah, I see I see that problem, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's I'm that's always not, I mean that's not that serious of an issue, but yeah, no, I, I see. I'm always doing. baffled by people who don't understand that they have to disclose that they're being sponsored. I this is this was an issue on YouTube for a long time where if you receive a free copy of a movie or a video game or a book mm-hmm. then that's considered a sponsorship. It doesn't have to be financial compensation. It can be physical good compensation. So there were a lot of people who were reviewing video games that they had been given to review that weren't disclosing that they were being sponsored to review the product. Mm. And YouTube cracked down on that quite a bit, but it, there's still a lot of people out there who don't properly disclose things. Yeah. All right. But now, see, but that brings me to another thing. So the big thing. Mission what? No, something else? One of the big things I've seen on Reddit this week is hilarious. Do you know what a premium Snapchat is? No. I, I can honestly say Snapchat is one of the few services I've never bothered to uh, get an account on. Yeah, me too. So, a premium Snapchat is when a girl sells her Snapchat account through a Patreon or something like that. Or a guy, I suppose. And posts her illicit content through Snapchat. Her naughty, sexy bits. Okay. Which, as as with all things, somebody on the internet got upset about. <laughs> that it isn't fair that women can do this, but men can't. And so somebody realized that the IRS will pay you to notify them about someone who is evading taxes. <laughs> okay. And now there's been a huge wave of girls who are very upset that they've been contacted by the IRS 
because they've been reported as accepting income but not reporting it to the Fed. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of an important thing. Yeah, so if you're making money in any way whatsoever, you have to report it. Even if you're technically even if you're making the money illegally. Yes. Even if you're making the money illegally, you still funny. have to report it. Yep. Uh, and in some cases, if you're losing money, you still have to report it. In the case of gambling, if you're losing money in gambling, you have to report that. How, how does IRS work in other countries? I mean, do, do all countries have some form of IRS? Or, or are we just the yes. lucky ones? Um, all developed countries have federal taxes. The Except for some of the Jamaican... Caribbean, you know, wherever you think people stash their money, that's where the tax laws are significantly different. Mm. But most countries have a federal income tax, but many of those countries prepare the taxes for you and send a completed tax return to you for you to approve, and then you approve it and send it back to them. Really? Yes. Interesting. Um, but because of lobbying on the part of uh, Quicken and TurboTax and, and all the tax preparers in the U.S., we don't do that. So you have to pay to get it done because companies want you to pay to get it done. So you, th- you think it's a whole lobby- lobbyist thing? Oh, I know it is. That's It's, it's demonstrably yeah. proven. Wow. The... The last, uh, every year that it's been proposed, it's been shot down by mostly Republicans who have used boilerplate uh, responses that were created for them by H&R Block. Hmm. It's, it's very, very provable that lobbying is the reason this hasn't been done. So, hey... We're living in the, the cyberpunk future that we feared. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even want to expand on it anymore. I was about to say something. Expand on it, you said? Well, no, interestingly. No, no more expanding. No more. No more. Microsoft won a half billion dollar contract. Is this mic on? To, out, to outfit soldiers with HoloLens augmented reality tech. They want. Ugh. Okay, you you want to hear something nasty? This is how twisted my mind is. When you said that, I thought to myself, "Okay, they can augment the uh, the enemy that they're shooting at and make it not appear so human, so that it's easier for them to gun down people." Well, that is the basis of several movies. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, Ender's Ender's Game specifically is about that, uh, but I'm no. Good. What they what it's, they intend late, to do man. is I'm yawning. They want I'm... they want heads up displays to track movement and targeting. And I I heard one general claim that he wanted to improve the uh, 
kill shot ratios with augmented reality. That that a leg hit was less likely when you had a special targeting reticle in your heads-up display that showed you where your last bullet went. Yay, war! Yay! Okay, we're we're done. We're, Show's over. Speaking of done. Me next week, remind me next week, Damn I have it. a topic I didn't talk about. I have broken down and finally started using Forge to manage some of our Diego dev servers. And I'll explain to you what brought me to that conclusion and how it's going and why we're using it next week on the show. Um, so remind me, remind me next week to say, Hey Eric, I heard you're using Forge. How are you liking it? I put it, I, right. made, I made a ticket for it. You, there you go. You're a good man. We'll see how it You're turns a good out. Man, Charlie Brown. Eric is using Forge. Perfect. Okay, that's going to wrap it up. Episode, a nice even 130. I am Eric Van Johnson. I am Tom Rideout. Keep, Keep it, it ugly. Woo! Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at PHP Ugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.